Family dynamics can be the launch pad for dreams or a cage of nightmares. No family is perfect, but there is hope for your family no matter what it looks like. Let's look at what the Bible says about families and the roles each of us play. Welcome to Family-ish. Come on, who's fired up to be in the house of God this weekend? Wow. So proud of Pastor Aaron and Caitlin doing an incredible job. Grew up here, left missionaries, man, serving God. It is incredible. I don't know about you, but I feel like I could be called to the Caribbean too. I'm just going <laughs> to, that mission trip will fill up day one people. I feel led to go to St. Kitts. So incredible to be with you guys, uh, but they really are helping, which is what we do. Real people with real problems experience the real love of God. Those with hurts, habits, and hangups, and going down there to start celebrate recovery and then building the church, it's incredible. For the last month, we've been talking about family-ish. Topics like hope in your home uh, and in your heart. Being a spiritual father or mother to your kids or next generation, uh, how to feel, how to belong to a spiritual family that we call Faith Promise. So welcome home this weekend, Faith Promise. All of our campuses, we love you. Michelle and I are thrilled that you're with us. Whether you're live, online, God behind bars, or you listen to this message later on, we're super stoked. It's a privilege to be with you. So we're gonna continue the conversation about families in a series we've entitled Family-ish because we believe this, that, make, that you can make room for God and leave a mark in your home. Our theme verse of this series is Ephesians 4.30, do not, be, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed are marked unto the day of redemption. Believers should make a difference. Y'all agree with that? And it begins at home and then it moves out to the larger world. So maybe you feel, you know, after COVID or what's going on, maybe you feel like you're stuck. Maybe you feel like you've been plagued by poor circumstances or bad past decisions that have hamstrung your future. Well, this week is gonna be an experience that many of you will never forget. I can promise you that. This weekend is, is gonna be a little, just a microcosm, a small sliver of what we call Freedom Conference that we do. We have a 12-week small group curriculum called Freedom Group, and that is followed up by a Freedom Conference. We've done three. People are never the same. So if you've not been to a Freedom Group, or you've been in a group but you've not been in the conference, man, pull the communication card out because all three of the, the conferences we have, have been completely packed. I want to sign up for the Freedom Conference or help me find a freedom group. And maybe you're curious about God. Maybe in this world that now you've even seen going sideways, you're wondering, hey, can the church help? Is the church actually the real deal? You know, I can tell you this, no matter what your family was like or is like, there's hope when God is involved. Because we believe you can find freedom for your, your family in your heart, regardless of where you have been. Actually, what this is, what I'm talking about is the will of God. The scripture said it's for freedom that Christ set us free. He didn't die on the cross to start a new religion. He died on the cross so that you can be freed from stronghold and shame and sin and generational curses and baggage that holds us back. He said, man, lay aside every encumbrance, every sin 
that swingles, easily entangles us and let us run this race with endurance. So I really wanna challenge you to be honest with yourself and God this weekend. I know the greatest place to lie is at church. Isn't it? Come on. We walk in like we're the, man, we're, you know, first family, no problems. We act like everything's great, and you know things are not. But, man, that's why the world calls us hypocrites, by the way, because we walk in here and act like there's nothing going on. When you know, God knows, good, and they know good and well, it is. Does this make sense? And so God wants to set us free. He wants us so As you look at the problems that plague you, maybe the curses that you're carrying, if we could be honest, many of them go all the way back actually to our our parents or the people that you grew up with, fathers and mothers, maybe grandparents, maybe whoever raised you, they go all the way back there. The psalmist asks an incredible question. In Psalms chapter 11, verse three, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, we live in a day, like it or not, the foundations are being destroyed. The foundation of family, the foundation of faith, but many that have grown up with a biblical set of values, you're watching the systematic destruction of those values. Does, that, does this make sense? So what are we going to do? We're gonna establish a foundation of favor for our families. That's what we're gonna do. Man, because... Listen, the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their descendants begging bread. So this weekend is all about you walking in faith, building favor, and walking away with a blessing instead of the curses that many of us carry. Let's pray. God, would you open our minds, our spirits, our hearts? God, would you give us clear revelation Every one of us have blind sides and things we don't see. Many of us have settled for second best of what you have for us because we believe that the way we are is just the way it is. And so, God, we ask you today to break curses, to break strongholds. We ask you to give us a clear picture of where we are, but then where you want to take us. We believe it, we receive it, and in Jesus' name we pray it. And all God's people said, so regardless of what kind of home you came from or what kind of home you're in, let me tell you what you did. You watched and you listened to what was going on. Is that that fair? Whether you had two parents or one parent, good parents or bad parents, loving parents or unloving parents, spiritual or not spiritual, No matter what, it looked like, talked like, acted like, or believed like, you watched it. And the number one leadership lesson of all time is this. People do what people see. And that is very difficult to overcome. A child that is sexually abused, does that y'all hate that? Of Of course, he or she does. And yet they're five times more likely to grow up and be a sexual abuser than a child that did not. You say, that can't be so. It is so. The research bears it out. Why? Because people do what people see. Students, you're still watching. You're still learning. There's just no way around it. It can't be helped. You pick up habits, how you view the world, values, how you see the church, how you see God, how you view family. You pick it up. Some things are good. Some things are not. But all of us have picked some picked up some unhealthy, unholy, and unhelpful habits 
along the way. Would y'all agree with that? My family less than ideal. Dad left when I was three, a couple stepdads that were whacked and jacked, a lot of abuse, man, and, and, and it, it just wrecked my life. And yet, look what God did. Look what God did. Incredible marriage, incredible kids, better grandkids, <laughs> way better grandkids. And I was actually finny the other day. I was telling, I was telling one of my kids, hey, man, they're just better. And they said, of course, you raised us, we raised them. That was very <laughs> hurtful. Can I just tell you, it's a lie from the pit of hell too because they're at my house as much as theirs or Mimi's house and we're still raising them. So it's incredible. So what's your secret? Well, let me tell you the secret is not me. The secret is sitting on the throne room of heaven. So Moses warns us about this. In Deuteronomy, which means Dudo, the second the second law, Moses repeats everything, and he's repeating it, the Ten Commandments in chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. You shall not make yourself an idol or likeness of what is in heaven above or earth beneath or water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Listen, and this is, this is rough. It's what I want us to get. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Now that's, that's rough, is that rough? Wait, hold up, pastor, you said God was loving. You said God, you said God was compassionate, he is. But let me give you an unpopular truth. If you're listening, say I am. Disobedience has consequences. And that disobedience does not just affect you, by the way. It goes down to your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids. Because we reap what we sow. People do what they see. There's no way around it. We can overcome it, but that's the way life is. So dads, let me talk to you. Next weekend, we're going to really dive into this. But dads, your sons and daughters are watching you. What you think, what you do, what you say, what you believe, how you live your life. And they're going to follow in your footsteps, whether you like it or not. And if it is hurting you, it's going to hurt them. So why not live in such a way that your footsteps will lead your kids to the throne room of God, a life of victory and abundance, a life of favor and a life of victory? Somebody told me this morning, that ran in my family until it ran into me, baby. We're stopping the curses today. We're gonna stop them. We'll stop them. Mothers, same deal. Your daughters, your sons are watching you. What you think, what you do, what you say, what you believe, how you act, how you walk, how you talk, and they're going to follow in your footsteps, and if it's hurting you, it's going to hurt them worse. So we may not want to change, but how about change you so the next generation doesn't walk in the same crap storm that we walk in? Did he just say crap storm? In the house of God? It's the nicest thing I could think to say. Everything else you really would have said, did he say that? So moms, how about living in such a way that your footsteps will lead your kids to Jesus and a life of abundance and freedom and not, not a life of favor, not a life of cursing. But see, here's the problem. Don't you listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. Some of you are convinced that life is just like it is. It's not gonna get any better. It's just the way the world is. There's no help. There's no hope. Nobody's coming. There's no way out of this mess. It's the way Papa was. It's the way Dad was. It's the way I'll be. There's just, it's just, there's just no getting around it. 
There's a word for this helpless feeling and situation. It's called cursed. Not cursing like a bad word, but you are cursed and living a life instead of favor of cursing. Some of us even feel cursed. Feel like our family's cursed. It just follows us. It chases us down. We're stuck. We're damaged goods. We're, we're trapped in victimhood. And this existence of feeling bound by our past or marked by our worst mistakes, chained up by what we did or what was done to us, can I tell you in the name of Jesus, you do not have to live that way. You can leave this worship event today different than you walked in. Because let me give you the next verse that Moses told us. <clears throat> Visiting iniquity to the third and fourth generation. In verse 10, he said this, but showing love and kindness to thousands or thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, I want to fast forward 1,500 or so years to the last thought in the Old Testament. It's the prophet Malachi, and God is not going to speak for 400 years. If you were not gonna speak for 400 years, might you choose your words a little carefully? Might you think about it? So what was so important, this would be the last thing God would speak until the angel came and visited Zechariah and said, your wife's gonna have a son. He didn't believe it, so God struck him mute the whole time Elizabeth was pregnant with John, Jesus' first cousin. This is, what God, this is what God said, behold, I'm going to send to you Elijah the prophet for the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore or he will turn back the hearts of the what? Fathers to their, and the hearts of the, to their, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. You are watching in America the curse of fatherlessness. You go to the worst neighborhoods in any state in the United States. In any way that you measure it, drug, addiction, suicide, high school dropout, teen pregnancy, violent crime, in any way you measure, the, the higher those bad measurements go, the lower the percentage of fathers in the home. The higher it goes on the good measurements, the higher the rate of fathers in the homes. It Listen to me, it's just the way that it is. So important, God said it and didn't speak again for 400 years. He wants to turn the farts, the hearts, the farts, the hearts. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Let's just pray and go home. The hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. It isn't that God wants to damn you or doom your family. No, God wants to warn you so that you don't live what you've lived. You're not stuck in where you grew up. God has given us a way to overcome the generational curses. Jesus' best friend John writes four books. The second book in order, the Gospel of John, then 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. 1 John chapter 5 says this. Let me give you some incredible good news. First off, we have to understand where we are. Now let's look at the good news. Here's the deal. 1 John 5, 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments for his commandments are not burdensome. 
The best word for keep is commandments, is present, active, continuous verb, is keep on keeping. Keep on keeping. And see, when you love God, his commandments are not burdensome. I have to beg you to read the Bible every day. You couldn't keep me from my Bible every day. Are you with me? And it's not that I'm better. I just love God so much. His commandments are not burdensome. Tithing is not burdensome for us. Serving God is not burdensome. Why? Because we love God and we love the family of God. Are you with me? Does this make sense? Some of you didn't grow up that way. Neither did I. You say, well, pastor, that sounds good, but I've tried before. I can't. I know I'm not. I can't make it. It's not going to work that way. It's just not happening. What, what you're listening to was what I call the impossible is the language of the cursed. It's the language. I mean, if you love God, he's going to lighten your load and his commandments will not be burdensome. Listen to the language of your heart. I'll never make it. I'm not good enough. I won't, I won't, I won't. Listen to the language in your home. Because many of us are speaking cursings every day over ourselves and our kids. Every day we're speaking it. We're rolling it. I can't, I don't, I won't, I never, will never. Our marriage will never make it. We'll always be broke. We'll never be debt free. I'll never lose this weight. I'll never get married. I'll never graduate. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never. Guess what? You're just cursing yourself every day. When in fact, if you're born again, you're a child of God, you're anointed, you're appointed, you have power, you have authority, you can walk in the miraculous, you can walk in favor, you can walk in blessings, you're an overcomer, you can break down the curtain. Listen, you can walk in victory. It's just wide open for you. Quit cursing yourself. Quit cursing your kids. You're just stupid. You'll never make it. You're a loser. Every single person in the Tennessee penal system was cursed by a parent said, you'll grow up and be nothing. You'll be like your daddy. You'll be a convict. And they are. Why? Because we cursed them. My soul. And we don't have to be cursed. First, this goes on. First John 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. The curse is the path. Listen to me. You can walk in victory. Is anybody hearing me? I can start over. We can lock the doors. Come on. Anybody? Man, we, you, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What? Our what? Our faith. I believe it's going to get better. I believe God's going to move where you can't believe inflation's going to come and problems are going to come. I don't care. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, the Bible says, or their descendants begging bread. Whether the economy is good or bad, I'm under the favor of God. Whether it's good or bad in America, I'm going to walk underneath an open heaven. Whatever happens, why? Because we're children of God. Come on. Whatever happened to you in your home that was unholy, it can be gone. Whatever your parents taught you that was not pure, it can be punted. You can walk in victory, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? God's original design for the family was to prepare us for life and for eternity. That's why the Bible says, fathers, you're to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and body. And you are to teach it to your kids when you get up, when you go to bed, when you, when you travel, and when you eat. You're the priest of your home, and you're supposed to be teaching your kids how to love God. Quit leaving it to your wives. And wives, quit fighting for the authority in your home. Because you fight for the authority, your husband surrenders it, and then you don't respect him because you have it. How's that for a no-win situation? Well, wow, don't get mad about it. I'm not. I'm happy. 
Don't worry, be happy. See, some of you want to break free, and I'm telling you, you can. What do I do? First, you have to recognize the curses, the strongholds, the generator of curses. Only the Spirit of God can reveal them and can restore. Acts 3.19 says this, return, repent and return, that your sins may be wiped away, and times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I want refreshing. So I gotta return, I gotta repent. This was one of this is in a Bible reading this past week. A lot of verses on the weekend, verses I've read the, that week before in a Bible reading plan. If you're not on it, jump in there. Don't try to catch up. Jump right in there. And uh, QR code's on the screen. Let's do it. Amen? Let's grow together. Let's walk in victory together. So in just a few minutes, we're going to walk through doing something a little different that I don't know if we've done on the weekend. Maybe we have once or twice. But, but if you recognize that your spiritual foundation is faulty, or maybe you've never repented because Jesus said, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. So have you repented? Are you a part of God's family? Because Jesus died so we could be in God's family, be free from our past curses. Even in this evil, wicked world, we can walk as overcomer, victorious children of God. So campus pastors, I love you. Men of God, if you would go ahead and take over, and uh, there's some people that need to be saved. And then there's some people that are about to be set free in Jesus' name. So we love you. See you guys next weekend as we conclude family-ish. All right, pal, guy behind bars online, always take a minute in case you're wondering so the video can cut off. It's just us. And so uh, let's, let's first talk about the gospel. Do you have a foundation of faith? Are you born again? Because when you are firmly planted in the house of God, when you're rooted and grounded in Jesus, the promises of God are yes and amen. God's favor flows like a river and it is an incredible walk. So are you a part of God's family? How do we begin? How do, how do I join God's family? Not by joining the church. You join God's family by salvation. Not by joining the church. Joining the church makes you a church, church member. Joining Jesus makes you a follower of his. Are you with me? Man, it's time, I'm, I'm sort of done with that old rusty religion spirit that's all over the South. Come on, are y'all with me? Just a dead religious spirit. I want the spirit of the living God, fresh and new. Romans 8, 16 said, the spirit himself testifies within our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs also, heirs with God and fellow heirs with Christ. We have an inheritance. We have the promises of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 says, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. So if you're ready to repent, turn from your old life, turn to your new life, then God is ready. Heaven is open for business. So I'm going to lead us just a second in a, just a simple confessional prayer. We're going to pray it out loud. Many of us have already prayed this but, but we're gonna pray it with you because nobody prays alone and we're gonna lend you our faith as you begin a relationship. So with every head by every eye closed, unless you are driving a car online, then keep your eyes open. So come on, or you don't finish this prayer, you're not making it. So here we go, come on, pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know we're separated. Forgive me. I know you died on a cross, rose again. I put my faith in you, save me. I confess you're my Lord 
I repent. Now help me walk in new life. Help me love you and obey your word. Now, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you prayed that simple prayer, me just slip your hand up and say, hey, Pastor APC, I prayed that. I prayed that prayer. You just lift them up, lift them up. All right, all right. All right, put them down, look up here. If the usher didn't see you, didn't put a card in your hand, I went really fast because we still got stuff to do. Uh, there's a communication card in front of you. If you'll pull it out, fill it out and check the box. I prayed with the pastor or if you're online, you can text the word SAVE to the number right there on your screen. A communication card will come to you and you can fill that out. We do not want to leave you as an orphan. We want you to be a part of this family. We're going to help you walk in greater and greater levels of freedom. I was so excited when I was saved. I didn't know much. I know more. I'm more excited now than I've ever been. I'm more excited about the future. I'm more excited about heaven. I'm more excited about God than I've ever been because we serve an all-knowing, all-powerful God. Are you with me? Come on, let's give the Lord praise to those who just got saved. All right. Now we're going to do what we call some declarations. We are people of confession. We just confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. So we're just going to be a little different. And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to boldly declare the Word of God and we're going to receive freedom, forgiveness, and healing. Are you with me? So let's all stand up together. The Bible, the book of James has said, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So we're gonna use our words. I wanna challenge you to say this out loud, this declaration, because God's gonna set some people free. Every service people walked up, I've never felt this way, this is the most incredible day of my life. It's gonna be the same way. I told them 10 o'clock service gonna tear the building down. And so we're gonna, we're gonna call out generational sins and curses. We're gonna bind them up with the promises of God, the word of God, and the power of our faith. They overcame by the blood of the lamb, the word of testimony, did not love their considered life dear unto death. We're gonna call it out. And so there are folks with a family history of physical illnesses, mental illnesses, disorders. That stuff is passed down from generation if anytime I find somebody that I deal with a family disorder, we can trace it back in their family. Are you with me? Michelle's mom has rheumatoid arthritis. It's in both sides. Michelle's fingers now are starting to swell, starting to be in pain. We're going to break that generational curse. Are you with me? Come on. Both. My mom and dad had colon cancer. And my grandmother died of colon cancer. We're breaking that. It runs in my family until it ran into me because we're breaking that curse. Are you with me? We're breaking acute illnesses, cancer, substance abuse, addiction, issues in the body, eating disorders, mental illnesses, depression, or mood disorders. We're gonna, by faith, believe the word together. So we're gonna read this out loud together. Are you with me? Here it goes. Father God, I repent and ask for your deliverance. I know that you have purchased our healing through your sacrifice on the cross. Come on. I call out the curse of unhealth and in the name of Jesus and in the power of his blood, I bind up the curse of sickness. I declare they no longer have authority over me and my family because I serve Jehovah Rapha, the healer. I claim your promise 
that your words are life to those who hear them and health to our minds and our bodies. I believe through the power of your Holy Spirit, you are the one who washes away our sins and heals all of our diseases. I know the power of prayer made in faith will restore the sick and destroy the curse of generational unhealth. In Jesus' name, let this curse be forever broken in me and in my family. Come on, somebody, give God a shout of praise in the house. Thank you, Lord. Woo, Holy Spirit. Now, number two, we're going to stay standing. We're going to break the power of the generational curse of relational sins, sexual sins, abuse, neglect, bitterness, betrayal, manipulation, racism. You put a little black boy and a little white boy that's two-year-old in a floor to play, they don't know there's a difference. Racism is taught at home. The most taught. Abandonment, divorce, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, adultery, pornography, those things that are like a chain around our neck, generational curses. Let's declare this together. Father God, I repent of the sins which have led to this curse of relational brokenness even though they may have been committed by those who came before me. I acknowledge all have sinned or I need a forgiveness. If I know if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive. I call out this curse and in the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I bind up the spirits associated the relational and sexual sins. I declare Jesus has already won the victory through his death and resurrection. Through him, I am set free and made whole. I claim the promise that nothing can separate me from your love. I believe through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am a planting of the Lord that will bear good fruit of healthy relationships and purity. I know I am loved and I am called to love others like you love us. In the name of Jesus, let this curse be forever broken from me and my family. Come on, somebody in God's house, shout amen and give the Lord praise. God set free. God is delivering and God is moving. One more, one of the strongest chains that people face, the chains of generational, spiritual suffering. Things like heaviness, just heavy. Pride, come on somebody, it's like a tick. It just gets on you, sucks your blood. Idolatry, possession, fear. Can I be honest for just a second? I was stunned at how fearful faith promise was in COVID. I expected the world to be afraid. Can I tell you something? In the last year, we've missed the greatest opportunity in our lifetime to be living witnesses for Jesus while we were so afraid, just like the world. Come on, I love you, 
But if we are born again believers, we are not children of fear, we're children of faith. We're gonna bind that fear in Jesus' name. Rebellion, uncontrolled tongue, greed, which is idolatry, violence, and a critical spirit. Come on, let's declare this together like we mean it. Father God, I acknowledge and repent of the sins that have allowed dark forces to control me. Your word tells me I am rescued from the dominion of darkness. I know forgiveness has been purchased for me on the cross and is freely given to anyone who asks. I call out the curse and the evil spirits associated with them. I have authority in Jesus' name. I bind up these evil spirits through the power of Jesus, His death and resurrection. I declare that you have given me the power to put all things in subject under my feet. I claim the promise that you have given me divine weapons to tear down demonic strongholds. I believe that if we resist the devil and his agents, they've got to flee. I trust that even in my weakness, I am made strong in your power. I know that I can be encouraged because you have overcome this world in Jesus' name. These chains are broken. This curse has no power over me in Jesus' name. This curse will be broken forever for me and my family. Come on, somebody shout up a praise in the house of God. 